0: So this morning, though, I, w- I, want to, I want to talk about fighting forward with faithfulness. And I, I've, I've had this message cooking for, for a while now. There were several weeks ago that I've, I was just spending some time with the Lord. And I was like, Lord, you've got to show me how to go forward. you got to show me what to do. And, and so often when I pray and ask the Lord about things like this, he doesn't like always give me this plan that like he's going to fix it and like go here, do exactly this. He tells me what I need to walk through it to go where we're going most of the time. And so he told me, he said, I want you to declare my faithfulness. I want you, and he said, I want you to fight, and this is what he said to me, I want you to fight forward with my faithfulness. So I've been walking around just declaring, God, you are faithful. You are faithful over my family. You are faithful over convergence. You are faithful over our finances. You are a faithful and good God. And I've been fighting forward with faithfulness. So last Sunday on the way here, I, I, I mentioned this last Sunday, but I, I need to bring it up again. Because I, I, was, I was praying and I was playing this uh, a Spanish song, a Spanish classic about the faithfulness of God. And, uh, and, and Carol knew it, and uh, Tu Fidelidad. And a Marcos Witt song um, that everybody in the Latin American world knows, knows this song. And it's a beautiful song. And I was playing it on the way here Sunday morning. And, and I had this encounter with the Lord. I just started weeping in his presence. And then I saw this picture and uh, a, a man named Howard Weibel, who, who was an elder here for many years... And I just need to give you a little history about Howard Weibel. He really was one of my mentors in in how to lead. Um, He was a vice chancellor at TCU and an elder here in this church and a great man of God. But when Howard would get up and he would say, church, God is faithful, you would feel it coming from this man who was at that time in his 80s, he would get up and say, God is faithful. And it wouldn't just hit your mind as some words, but you would feel this impartation that this man, when he said God was faithful, it wasn't just a word, but something was released. And he carried a revelation of the faithfulness of God. And so I'm driving to church and I'm crying and Tu fidelidad es grande, you know. Tu fidelidad incomparable es. And I'm just, I'm listening to this song. I've, I've, it's a song that's ministered to me for years. And all of a sudden I have this picture, and I don't know how all this happens while I'm safely driving down the road. <laughs> My eyes are open. I'm going somewhere near the speed limit. <laughs> but I have this picture all of a sudden, and Howard Weibel lays hands on me in that moment as I'm singing Tu Fidelidad, your faithfulness, in Spanish. And I just love how God does things that you could never make up in a million years. I never, my, I'm not that good to think of something like that. And I know that God does touched me in that moment, and something was imparted into me about the faithfulness of God. And I believe that God wants to release that over us this morning, that he doesn't just want me to preach about the faithfulness of God, but that something is going to get on you, that you're going to find yourself with a greater revelation of the faithfulness of God, not just an earthly definition of faithfulness, but something's going to get on you. And that you're going to be more contagious with the faithfulness of God. And so God is so faithful even to seeds that we planted years ago. And I'm looking out over people this morning that you have been planting seeds in the kingdom for years and years and years. And I want to tell you that you have no idea what you've gotten into. That you have been planting seeds from a God who is faithful to every seed that you plant in his kingdom. And I just... God is faithful in times when we pray, when even think not everything in our life is right. Our hearts aren't even always there. But we pray in Jesus' name and he moves. And I want to tell you some stories today of the faithfulness of God in my life. And it's important... Uh, for all of us, there are going to be stories that you tell regularly about the faithfulness of God. And one of the stories, my family, we were at a place where, where we were moving this. And uh, I was about to give the keys to the house that we'd been living in, uh, I think for about seven years. I was about to hand them over to these people. And, and I don't know about you, but I'm very Sentimental. I'm walking around the house, you know, and I'm thinking of times I've met with the Lord. And the Christmas tree was over there, and our family, and we prayed here. And here, I remember praying and being up all night at times in the bedroom as we were wrestling through things, and different things that had happened in that house, and the way God had met us in all different seasons in that house. And so I'm looking at these people, and I'm about to hand them the keys to the house, and they're waiting, (laughs) But I still have the keys. And I look at him and I say, you know, in this house, I have met God many times. I'm a follower of Jesus and he's very real to me. And I said, I want us to pray before I give you the keys. We're going to pray. And I had him get in a circle. Now, Now, these people are not excited about this. They're kind of like whatever, and you could visibly see it. And I didn't feel like super powerful or anointed anything, or bold, super bold even in the moment. But I just gathered them in a circle and I said, "God, you have met me in this house, and I pray that you would meet this family in this house." Four and a half years later, a lady shows up and she says, with a man, and she says, "Do you remember who we are?" Um, Don't ever ask him, Pat. (laughs) I hope I told the truth. I really don't remember what I said. (laughs) It turns out they were the couple that I had prayed for that bought the house from me, and they had ended up coming here. They didn't know I was the pastor of this church through someone in Weatherford, through a relative who did come here at the time. And the lady had been saved, and several months later... The man was saved, and I baptized that man in this baptistry right there after those prayers. His name is Clay Carballo. Some of you know him. And their family came to our church for many years. God is faithful to our prayers. He's faithful to our prayers when we feel, and even (laughs) we feel timid, we don't... Feel like we have you know, it's not about us praying great prayers, it's about a great and a faithful God who is faithful, faithful to those prayers. And again, God worked it out where they ended up even coming here. Like there was I didn't say I'm a pastor of convergence church, they had no idea. God did that, He's a faithful and a good God, and He's faithful to prayers that you have prayed. That you weren't even able to utter out loud. There was one season. That, this, that I, I had prayed. I had. It's funny how, how I prayed this. I, I just got a card in the mail. And it had a t-shirt on it. And I looked at the t-shirt. And I just said. I didn't realize hardly it was a prayer at the time. I just said I wouldn't mind having a t-shirt like that. And I threw the card away. Well. Months later, a woman shows up, and and she comes up to me after the services. She said, this is really crazy. But she says, I was walking through this store, and the Lord told me to buy this T-shirt for you. And she comes up, and it is the exact T-shirt that I had looked at the picture and and said in my heart, I didn't even say it out loud, God, I I I'd like like to have that T-shirt. And threw it away, she brought me that exact T-shirt. And I still have it uh, from 2003. Sometimes I don't always throw away my T-shirts. That's where Marcy says, amen. (laughs) God is faithful. And he's faithful to bring fruit from seeds planted generation in the past. Someone has prayed for you. And someone is praying for you, and you are praying for someone else. And I don't know, you may not feel like it's doing much right now, but I want to tell you God is faithful to every prayer that you pray in Jesus' name. And He's faithful to every promise that He has ever made. Our God is faithful. And He is faithful through seeds planted in generations past. He is faithful to our weakest moments to do greater things than we can imagine. And I know I've shared this story. I feel like I need to share it again. And, uh, you know, in the season where um, we were having kids, they just kept coming. And uh, we had, we had uh, four kids in five years. And uh, our kids, though, you know, we were seeing so many miracles. Like I remember praying for this lady, you know, stomach cancer. Like her stomach was bloated and we prayed for her and, 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 and Jesus healed her. Like I mean, incredible miracles, praying for stomachs. It was almost like, you know, we'd pray for something almost like every, every time people would be healed. And yet I would go to my house and I couldn't cast out colic. <laughs> and after a while, it wears on you. You know, and then it's like not only one, but two, three, and 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 all four. And and I remember by the time we had my daughter Hannah, she was our third. You know, just seeing seeing my daughter cry. I remember driving and going to a specialist. You know, and and just how much it was wearing on me. And uh, and then by the, you know by the time our fourth one, David came. You know, I I, I, I I've shared this before, but I I just. I was bouncing him around, you know, at night. I was up, you know, when I did not want to be up praying. (laughs) I was up praying and bouncing him, singing, In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Colic will have to flee. In Jesus' name. Remember your promises, Lord. Which doesn't seem like you're doing right now. In the name of Jesus. You know, I'm just trying to stay awake and all of that, but also some really precious times. And I remember having David, (sighs) he was on my shoulder, and I remember just holding him with one hand and reaching down and and just getting a really cool song from the Lord at the piano while I was bouncing him, because I had to be bouncing him. (laughs) or he was gonna be crying. And you know, years later, God showed me that in that season, many, many powerful things were imparted into my kids because I prayed and had to pray much more than I wanted to pray. And I sang over my kids, and in those moments, God was imparting things into them, and I have seen the fruit of those moments in my kids. God is a faithful God. And I would have to say that going back, I I wouldn't redo it another way. God knew what he was doing in having me have to walk through that season, that he is a good and a faithful God. Paul says, I am confident in this very thing that he who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus. God has no intention of leaving you where you are right now. He began faith in your life and he was faithful to begin your life and he's faithful to finish your life. He was faithful to begin faith in you and He is faithful to end faith to get you where you need to be in Him. He is confident over your life. He is not anxious over your life right now. Up there wringing His hands, wondering if you're going to make it through. God is full of faith over you. So God is not only the author of faith, He is the perfecter of faith. And even when we are faithless, he is faithful. He is still full of faith when you aren't. For he cannot deny himself. It's who he is. And so Deuteronomy 7 says, Know therefore the Lord your God. He is God, the faithful God, who keeps his covenant and his loving kindness to a thousand generations. He is faithful to how many generations? To a thousand generations to those who love Him. And keep His commandments. Guys, we're involved in something that's bigger than just the short span of our lives. And as you declare the faithfulness of God, you step into this place. The testimony of God's faithfulness spans from generation to generation, releasing inheritance and increase. And so when you stand up and you say right here, right now, in 2021, my God is faithful. You are declaring something. You are reaching back into the past. And you're saying, God is faithful to every promise he's ever made and who he is. And God is faithful in the future to a thousand generations. And I want to tell you, he's faithful right now. And I am here as a follower of Jesus to join the chain with the faithfulness of God in the past and the faithfulness of God in the future and to bring it into the now. My God is faithful. So I take hold of his faithfulness in the past. I take hold of his faithfulness for a thousand generations in the future. And I take my place in the present as the link of God to declare his faithfulness in this present moment. Our God is faithful. And so when you declare the faithfulness of God, as I said earlier, you have no idea what you just got into. You got into something that's way bigger than you. For the Lord is good and his loving kindness is everlasting and his faithfulness is to all generations. And so there's this generational thing about the faithfulness of God. And Psalm 78 talks about the importance of our communicating the testimony of the Lord to the generations. It says, listen, O my people, and incline your ear to the words of my mouth, and I will open my mouth in a parable And I will utter dark sayings of old, which we have heard and known, and which our fathers have told us. And I just want to encourage fathers and mothers, parents, like your testimony, your kids need to know your testimony. And don't listen to the lie that tells you, well, I've already said that to them several times. No, your testimony needs to regularly be declared. And the testimonies of your life contain, they're like keys that enable your family to open inheritance. And so, we have heard and we've known, our fathers have told us, we will not conceal them from their children. But we will tell to the generations to come, the praises of the Lord and the strength and his wondrous works that he has done. Your testimony of faithfulness of God summons and activates the next generation to take their place in the plans of God. It's so powerful. And so don't ever let the enemy tell you, well, oh, they know my testimony and my testimony is not that great. No, your testimony is great. Your testimony is amazing. And, and God worked really hard on it. <laughs> You know what I'm saying like like he he brought you to him, however he brought you to him, what he did is great. And it is worth sharing. And our families need to know our stories. For he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers that they should teach them to their children. That the generation to come, and catch this, even the generation yet to be born. When you are declaring your testimony to your kids, you're not only declaring to your kids, you're declaring to generations yet to be born. Again, we've entered into this, this thing of, of, of the generations of future and past, bringing it into the present as we declare the testimony. That they should put their confidence in God and not forget the works of God. But keep his commandments. So Isaiah thirty-eight nineteen. It is the living who give thanks to you as I do today. What does a father do? He tells his sons about your faithfulness. God is faithful. God brought me through. God found me here. I was struggling. But God has been faithful to my life. I couldn't see what God is doing. But he brought me through. And he's been faithful in my life. And especially as our children even get older, it's important that, that we even tell more of the story of our lives. Like our kids, not only need to, they don't only need to know the good moments in your life. They need to know moments of struggle in your life. And it's important for us as parents to let, to let our kids know that we have been through battles and God doesn't always just take us over things. Sometimes we go through things with God. But He is a faithful God and He brings us through the fire, through the water, and out into a place of abundance. I, one of my journals is a black book and I used to just take it out and read to my kids different journal entries. And I was shocked at how much my kids wanted me to read from the black book. And it wasn't even until years later that I realized that what was in that black book, those stories, was not just my story, but it was part of their inheritance. Hebrews 11 says, by faith, even Sarah herself received the ability to conceive even beyond the proper time of life, since she considered him, can you say it, faithful, faithful who had promised. Now, <laughs> I, love this, I love this passage because you go back and you read the Old Testament and you're thinking, I don't really think it, I don't really think the story reads all <laughs> Quite like that. Let, I, uh, let's, uh, let's just look at the story, you know. So the angel of the Lord has come and, and said, You're gonna have a son, and Abraham, <laughs> his faith is that Ishmael is gonna live. And uh, so that's that's what Abraham says. And and then, but God said, No, but Sarah, your wife, will bear you a son, and you shall call his name Isaac, which means what? Laughter. And I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant for this descendants after him. So Sarah laughed, Isaac <laughs> to herself, saying, "After I've become old, shall I have pleasure? And shall my lord being old also?" Now she's saying basically, uh, "Angel, uh, I don't know if you understand really how this works." <laughs> But I'm older, and you reach a point in life where this doesn't really work like this anymore. So I don't know if you understand, but this is how it works. But the Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I indeed bear a child when I am so old? Now I love this passage because Sarah is laughing, but even her laughing, what is she declaring? She's declaring the very name of the son that she's going to have that she doesn't believe that she's going to have yet. Isn't isn't God that good? (laughs) That in your weakest moment, you're laughing at the promise of God, but as you're laughing at the promise of God, you're actually declaring the name of the child that you are going to have, our God is that faithful. And he's that big, and he's that good. And he works through people like us, like Sarah, who don't have it all together. (laughs) And he is full of faith when we're not. And so, is anything too difficult for the Lord? At the appointed time, this angel of the Lord, I will return to you. And at that time next year, Sarah will have a son. And you know the story. Sarah denied it again, though, saying, I did not laugh. Okay, now, not only did she laugh, now she's lying, okay? (laughs) She's lying. No way this girl's getting in the hall of faith, the hall of faith, fame, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. And actually, the beautiful part about it, we'll get there in a sec. By faith, even even Sarah herself received the ability to conceive, back to Hebrews, beyond the proper time of life since she considered him faithful, who had promised. And I love this because it's like, I don't know how much faith Sarah ever had, but she's like, God's faithful. And again, faithful at its very root means to be full of faith. And sometimes, you know, we focus on how we lack faith when it, faith would be created in us if we will focus on a faithful God and not trying to create faith. Now, this is probably how, you know, it could have been written. By unbelief. Sarah laughed at the promise of God and lied to the angel of the Lord, saying, I did not laugh. I mean, come on. We just read it in the Old Testament, it's in the Bible. It happened. But what does God say? By faith, Sarah received the ability to conceive. Don't you love our God? And what I want us to realize out of this is that even if we are faithless, He remains faithful. He cannot deny himself. And God is writing the story of your life based on his faithfulness. And you are not who your flesh tells you you are. You are not who the accuser says you are. You are who your God says you are. And no one but God himself can name the chapters of your life. And they're chapters of our lives that we have allowed to be named defeat that God does not call defeat. And he is the only one who has the authority to name the chapters of your life. And we would have named Sarah's chapter differently maybe. The accuser definitely would name it differently. But God says, Sarah considered God faithful. And whatever needed to happen in Sarah for that baby to be conceived, it happened. And God is faithful. And so do not let the enemy define your life with failure when God defines you as faithful. The author and the finisher of faith is the only one qualified to title the chapters of the book of your life. And there are chapters and things that you may be walking through that you're saying, I, I, I wouldn't have chosen to go through this chapter. I didn't think it was going to happen like this. But I want to tell you something. God has the final word in the book of your life. And he is faithful. So there may have been a failure. But you were faithful to get back up. And to go forward. For a righteous man falls seven times and rises again. But the wicked stumble in the time of calamity. The accuser never gets the final word. He will not get the final word over your family. God dreamed up your family. Ephesians 3, there's inheritance for your family. He says he named every family that can be named in heaven and on earth. And there's inheritance, there's destiny that he's had for your family. Things that have been in his heart from generation to generation that you're a part of. Faithful as he who calls you. And he will bring it to pass. Now, by the way, we quote that verse a lot. I've had it up about three times in this message already. Um, But looking at what he's going to bring to pass, it's very interesting here. Now may the God of peace... That was a good word this morning, about peace. May the God of peace himself sanctify you entirely. And may your spirit, soul, and body... Be preserved, complete, without blame at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful is he who calls you. Yeah, can somebody say, wow? (laughs) And he will bring it to pass. He is faithful to do everything that needs to be done in your life. You are faithful, God. And see, things things are going to happen as you begin to declare that. I believe you're going to leave here this week and you're going to be declaring, God, you are faithful over my job. You are faithful over my family. And God, there's, I, I feel like right now there's such a drawing of the Lord too for, for those, uh, for, for family members who've gone away from the Lord to be drawn back. That God is faithful to those promises. God is faithful to those promises. And sometimes I remind him. You know, our, our family the last year or so, we've, we've gone through some struggles. And, you know, with different, different family members and things. And you know what? God's going to have the final word. And there's some names that I have seen written in my dad's Bible that he prayed for some grandkids. And I want to tell you, those prayers were heard. And he is faithful. And he has the final word. Faithful is he who calls you, and he will bring it to pass. God is full of faith over your life right now. He is full of faith over your family. And in Revelation 19, 11, it says, I saw heaven open and behold a white horse, and he who sat on it was called faithful and true. And Andrew, you said this in your prophetic word a minute ago about the balanced family. Jesus is the one who is faithful and true. And so when you declare the faithfulness of God, you are reminding the devil that there is someone called faithful and true who has defeated him, who has bought back everything that he has stolen. When you declare God's faithfulness, you line up with the victory of the one who's coming on a white horse. Jesus is faithful and true. Jesus is faithful to the promises over your life. All right, I want to end with one more story of, of God's faithfulness from the Scripture. I know we've gone a little, a little later here. Um, perhaps one of the most powerful examples of declaring the faithfulness of God is found in a book in the Bible. Can anybody guess where I'm about to go? That, that would be a great guess, but it's not where I'm headed. Lamentations. Lamentations. Now, it's probably not your. When you know, when we're asked what's your favorite book of the Bible, it's probably not Lamentations. Lamentations. The prophet Jeremiah is walking through this city of Jerusalem that has been destroyed. He's walking through a war zone. He may even be stepping over bodies, homes destroyed. There could be, you know, I don't know if everything's, what all's still going on, whether people are still there weeping around, and all of these things are going on. He's walking through a place of destruction, and he's chronicling it, and he's saying, you know, this and that, and and you didn't obey, and so this happened, and so Babylon has come and destroyed the city he loved of Jerusalem. And so as he's walking around though, something gets on him in the middle of this book. And he can't just any longer say well, there's this destruction here and this. Something gets on him and he says this I recall to mind therefore I have hope. And there's this shift right in the middle of the book. And he says this the Lord's Loving kindness never ceases. So he's walking around in the midst of this city, weeping, and all of a sudden this happens to him. He's like, I don't know how it all works, but God's love never runs out. Men may fail. Things may not happen the way I want them to happen. But I want to tell you something. God's love never, ever, ever runs out. And His compassions never fail. Men may fail. Cities may fail. Nations may fail. But I want to tell you something. The compassions of God never, ever fail and not only that they never get old because they're new and fresh like the dew every morning great is your faithfulness and so here he is Walking in the midst of all of this destruction and pain and despair. And he gets a revelation from God. God is faithful. The story doesn't end here. Great is your faithfulness. God is faithful to every promise He's ever made. He is faithful. It's who he is. He can't help it. It's his nature. I want us to stand. And I want us to pray this morning. One of the things that's been a a habit. um, Maybe I should read this amazing sentence before I say this. It's just like God to put one of the most amazing hope-filled revelations in the middle of, of the book of Lamentations. Yeah. And there are some of you in this room today that you have been walking through a chapter. You say, I've been walking through a chapter of Lamentations. But I want to tell you something. In the middle of Lamentations, there is a revelation of God. And we're not going to miss the revelation of God That's in that place of walking through the struggles. There's some revelations of God that only come in the midst of difficult times. And I want to tell you, whatever it takes to get a revelation of God, it's worth it. To know Him more. So some in this room, you've been in a Lamentations chapter... And you are about to receive a life-changing revelation from God. You know, I don't know what the prophet Jeremiah remembered as he walked away from that time. But I, I, have, I, I have a thought that years later, as he talked about that day and walking through Jerusalem and seeing the destruction, that he could remember it and, and recount some things. But I think he would have said this. The Lord's compassions never fail. His loving kindness never cease. They're new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. And walking through that city that day, that's what I remember. That's what I come away with. God is faithful. And so God, in this place today, we just declare that you're faithful, (coughs) that you're good over our lives, Lord. And I just want to declare, Father, that you are full of faith over every single one of our lives. That you are full of faith over our families. You are full of faith. Over convergence. Thank you, Lord. I want you to say, God, you're faithful. God, you're faithful. Now I want you to declare it over different areas of your life. God, you're faithful. Declare it over your family right now. God, say it out loud. God, you're faithful over my family. God, you're faithful. You're faithful over my family. You're faithful over my finances. You're faithful over my future, Lord. You're faithful to lead me. Lord, you got me this far. You are faithful, God. You are faithful to convergence, Lord. You are faithful to move in this city, Lord. And I bless the testimony that will be coming out of your mouth, the testimony that's going to unlock inheritance into your family. And I want to encourage you to be declaring your testimony over your kids, even as they're too young to understand that God will supernaturally do things as you declare His Word and His faithfulness over your family. You know, one of the things I find is I go out, that as I work with pastors and leaders around the world, Marcy and I go out and work many times with ministry teams, and we, we tell them amazing things that God has done. But you want to know where the greatest authority often is? It's when I tell them about struggles that God brought us through. And your life is the same way. Things that God brings you through, you carry an authority in that area. And so I want to encourage you, Psalm 92, verse 2, declare his love in the morning and his faithfulness by night. I want to encourage you as you go to bed at night, just declare good things that God has done. Thank you, Lord, that today we had food on the table. Thank you for this. Thank you for that you brought us through this. Thank you that you got us. Whatever it is, declare it as you go to sleep. Declare his faithfulness by night. In the morning, declare that you're loved. And he's good. And your, your whole day is going to be full of the love of God. You're going to be full of the love of God, and you're going to give it away. Great is Your faithfulness, Lord. Great is your faithfulness. So, Father, thank you for that revelation being released in us and through us. And we bless you for it, God. Can we say thank you, Lord? Thank you, Lord. You are faithful. And I want you also to be declaring it especially over the areas right now where you're being tested. God, you're faithful. I want you to name people, name situations. God, you're faithful over this. You are faithful over this. Thank you for it, Lord. I want you to look at the person next to you and say, God is faithful. God is faithful. God is faithful.